Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. We're here. We're here for another episode. Dun, dun, dun. Of Bliss Beyond Fear. Yes. And today we have a question that I'm really excited to dig into because I feel like forgiveness Mm. is something that we fight with and healing. Mm -hmm. It's the greatest gift you can give. It's the greatest gift you can receive. Mm -hmm. And our caller has a question about that. So let's listen to that question now. Hello, Jess and Jean Marie. My name is Renee, and I have been struggling with um, unforgiveness, and the unforgiveness is towards myself. I would greatly appreciate your input on this challenge. Thank you, and I hope you're having a great day. Bye. Wow, she actually said unforgiveness. unforgiveness. Whoa, unforgiveness. Like she diagnosed it. She knows exactly what it is. Unforgiveness for myself. Okay, so that that could be a a number of things. It could be things that have piled up over time. It could Mm -hmm. be a specific thing, but the point is... She's beating herself up about something. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Life comes at us at a million miles a minute and there's just going to be things that we look back and and have feelings of regret or shame or blame or guilt Mm. or, you know, all the things that Brene Brown would speak about. And I think think it's a good thing, right? That if you didn't have guilt, then that would be scary because you'd be a serial killer, right? Gosh. But you got to know how to manage it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the point where, you know, guilt is something that you recognize that you did. Shame, however, is a very deep, painful, you know, self-condemning right. feeling, right? The right. difference between guilt and shame, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the difference between pain and suffering, ooh, you know, right? there's a place that it's, it's something that you feel or it's something that you stay in. There's a difference because you, you can feel guilt and then move on, right. but you can stay yeah, in shame. In shame. Right? And that's Ooh. that's the thing that we want to encourage through our conversation today for our listener that she doesn't do. So she can do the best that she can to seek forgiveness for herself. And I think this also goes for when you go through something and you're trying to work through forgiveness for others. Right. Right? Right. And so I kind of, I wanted to talk about um, these 
these five stages of grief that we go through because we often have these experiences. It could be a death, a divorce, a tragedy, a trauma of some kind. And Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote a book on death and dying, and she talks about the five stages of guilt um, or grief, sorry, still back on the guilt <laughs> on the guilt thing, um, and and their denial, anger, bargaining, depression, then acceptance, and so you go deeper into a valley of despair when you get to depression. But so you right because guilt always comes after a trauma. Or right. a tragedy. A tragedy. An incident. An incident. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then so basically when you're feeling these stages, you when you're in denial, you say, This isn't happening. You you don't believe it. When you're in anger, now it's happening, you recognize it, but you're pissed about it. Mm-hmm. When you're in bargaining, you're trying to do something to reverse it and, and it's not working. And then if you get to a place of depression, that's when it's the blame game. Mm-hmm. You're blaming yourself. It's my fault. And then you go, if I did this, then it would have been that. If this person did this, then it would have been that. Well, guess what? You can't go back and can't you can't change back. the past. You no. can't even change what happened five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. It's already gone. It's already passed. No time machine here. No. No. And and so my point in sharing this is that it takes where people struggle is going from, you know, stage four to stage five, which is from depression to acceptance. Mm. When you get to a place of acceptance, what does that look like? It's saying, you know, this happened. It's real. It's painful. I feel my feelings about it. And you process it. You process those feelings and you don't bury them. You have to decide how to do that so you can get to acceptance. Now, sometimes that could be in the form of just talking through it with a friend, having people around you to talk through. Sometimes you need professional help. Mm -hmm. You might need to go to a therapist and work through it so you can actually understand it and figure out what you want to take from it. But if you don't process it, then you never get to a true place of acceptance. And the point of acceptance is so you can get to a place of peace. Absolutely. So I was listening to um, a talk with Brene Brown Mm -hmm. and Oprah Winfrey on this. And she was saying that, you know, really what we're talking about here is shame, right? It's shame. If you, you know, you feel so shameful that you can't be forgiven. And they were saying that, You know, if you want to stay in shame, keep it in secrecy. Silence and judgment fuels shame. So you have to tell somebody, but you know, it needs you have to talk to somebody that you trust and tell your story because if you keep that in, that's not going to, that's not, you're not going to be crippling. Mm Mm-hmm. It will debilitate you and eat you up from the inside. Mm-hmm. It's just like drinking poison and then it's it's and, it's yeah, in there. Yeah, right? right? It's just, you know, oh unfestering. Such a yeah. Oh God. We were listening to Tony Robbins talk about how he um there was this professor mm-hmm. that told the class, this is a glass of water. Now class how much water do you think is in this glass? And some of them said eight ounces. Some of them said 12 12 ounces. And he said, the actual weight 
of the glass is what you make of it. Well, and then if you, so when you first have it, the bottle or the glass, whatever, it, it's light, but it had, the longer you hold on to it, the heavier it feels yes. right on your arm. Yes. If, yes. It, if you held it for an hour, maybe you held it for a day. It's, it's, it feels way yeah. more than what so, it actually so, is. Yeah. It's not very heavy. It's, you know, if it's just in your hand, but if you held it for a month, it would dislocate your shoulder. Mm-hmm. So holding on to unforgiveness is like holding on to that glass of water and just, you know, that's painful. You got to let hey, it go. I do bar class and we lift those tiny. I remember first time I went in there, I thought these people are lifting like two pound weights. Oh, it is excruciating. I'm like, what? Anybody that give me the 10 pound weight. I can not, I can hold it. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was so, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. It's after, only two pounds. I am dying. Yeah. My arms are burning. Burning. Because and it's been it's only the two minutes of holding mm-hmm. that up. Yeah. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And so this, so this podcast, it was on this subject matter of how to free yourself from hurt, anger, and expectations. And, and he talks about the gift of forgiveness. And so when you let go of that bottle, it's, it's a way of symbolizing that you're recognizing that we're all on a journey. And he talks about how none of us are perfect. Mm-mm. You know, we're, we're just humans are imperfect. We really struggle with that, don't we? So much. I, it's, it's so much. You know, I, I was saying the other day when I was a little girl, the struggles that I had were at the checkout stand and TV. Like you had to live up to the expectations of Bo Derek. Yes, I'm dating myself. And Cindy Crawford there on the magazine stand. That was me just, you know, for that short period of time. Our kids, the generation coming up, mm-hmm. they are bombarded with feelings of perfection constantly with social media. So I, I think it's so important for, you, you know, we're going to still be on social media. We're still going to see the filters of the people. We're still going to see the perfect relationships and the perfect vacations and the perfect new houses and the perfect new cars. I think what we need to do is counteract that mm-hmm. with listening to podcasts like this to be reminded that nobody is perfect. That's that's reality. That's reality. And so I was, so Mel Robbins had this author, David Kessler on her show, and he was talking about the sixth stage of grief because he actually worked with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross when she had written that book. And he was talking about finding meaning. Mm. And so Gina Marie always talks about how you have to give purpose to your pain. And so you learn from the experience. So and that you, gives you power when you yeah, do that, you know, that's you where the can power is. take whatever it was that you're struggling with that forgiveness and use it for good because you're saying, this is what I learned from it. I'm going to get past this. And now I'm going to empower others with my story of how, of how I did that, what it did for me when I was able to accept and make peace and move on because it goes back to what you said. You keep it to yourself and you keep it buried inside and it eats you alive. Mm-hmm. You're, you're burying the opportunity for you to grow and for you to help other people mm-hmm. by sharing. So <clears throat> let me ask you this. So for our listener out there, 
that's now saying, okay, you know what? I just am holding on to the guilt that I, that I did this thing or that this happened to me. And now I'm hearing that I need to bring that to light. Mm-hmm. I think people need to use discretion and how they do that. Right. Right. Well, I mean, if <laughs> you there's... don't want to be like, you have to be careful who, who you tell, right. how you process that and how you bring that to light. Well, and if there's other parties involved, I mean, in this, mm-hmm. in this example, you know, our listener said, I'm struggling with the forgiveness of myself. So that, that could be a one party situation, but oftentimes there's other right. parties. Like she's stealing drugs out of the medicine cabinet over a friend's house or something like right. that. That could be that that's like a one, one sided thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's just her. There's, there's yeah. not any verses like an affair. Right. 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 There's, you have to use discretion and how you, you know, get past that. People can that you're not hurting other people. So you want to make sure that you you're talking to somebody that you can trust. Yep. It could be a domino effect of impact that happens to people that are involved in in the situation. So discretion is yes, discretion is good as advice is important. But so I, I saw this article. And surprise, surprise, it was from O Magazine. (laughs) And so it it literally was titled How to Actually Forgive Yourself. And I thought it was really practical. So so I thought I'd share um, these things because maybe we could relate to to some of this. So so the first thing to talk about, there's 10 things, is one of them is remember that it's okay to feel guilty. It's okay. It's okay to feel feel it. It's just like it's It's okay. It's a feeling. It's a feeling, it'll go away. It's just like sadness or joy or or anything like that. Guilt. Not guilt, shame. Right. Guilt. guilt. Yes. But, and understand. So that's funny. The second thing is understand the difference between guilt, guilt and, and shame. shame. Cause shame is, whew, that's, that's where it, you know, is festering and we don't want that. Um, and then ad- admit, you know, admit where you messed up or admit to me, I messed up might be, <laughs> sounds so bad, but admit and acknowledge the part you played. Yes. Right. So there's, Again, multifaceted, complex situations it could be, but there's something in it that you played a part in, and that's the part that you learn from and accept and process. Apologize to anyone that you've hurt. That's the fourth thing. That that makes mm-hmm. sense. You're mm-hmm. you're having that. Okay, I'm reflecting, and now I'm going to Make people. Right. Yeah. I'm, so you're going to the person that you hurt. Mm-hmm. You're not going around behind that person and telling everybody else, Mm -hmm. right? Right. goes back to use discretion. Yeah. And then it, number five is imagine what forgiveness would feel like. (gasps) Oh, isn't that the greatest thing ever? What it would feel like. Let's just take, let's sit on that for a minute because really that is such a great thing to think about. Mm -hmm. You know, I, um, I just recently messed up with Des, you know, we can get off track and, and I was, you know, so gut wrenched to think of not getting forgiveness from her Mm -hmm. and thinking to myself, have I screwed everything up? Mm -hmm. And I said, do you forgive me? And she said, of course, I can't even tell you what a blessing that was. So give that gift to yourself. Give that gift to yourself. Oh, just give Imagine, that gift to yeah, yourself. Yeah, you, ha- you have to do that. You know, you, you can't 
carry again it goes back to the water it's like mm-hmm. carrying a bunch of you know bricks in your backpack you can't you can't hang on to that so i i love that imagine what that would feel like if you gave that gift to yourself um and then if you need to do this I, you know i'm always a fan of writing stuff down write yourself an apology sometimes you have to uh write things down so i i watched this show where this mom was really struggling because she had a miscarriage mm-hmm. and uh, she was holding on to that and it made her um, angry and it made her not think about, you know, well, there's still a possibility to have another baby and all this stuff. So she had to talk through it with her husband. And then a, I think it was a midwife, you know, that gave her the advice to r- write a letter, mm. write it down. How do you feel? What would you... Oh, I think, I actually think that she did get pregnant again, but she felt guilty because she was like, oh, now we're so happy this baby is here, but oh we, gosh. but we didn't even, but we, oh, th- this other baby died. Yeah. Like the, it was this crazy thing where she was holding on to that. So she wrote a letter to the baby saying, we love you so much. You're Aww. an angel, you know, like you're mm-hmm. so special to us and all, all this stuff. And just that act of doing that allowed her to almost lay that to rest kind of like figuratively and, and then embrace her, her present, which was really awesome that they were given the gift of a, of a new baby and everything, but there's power, right? I bet, I bet that, okay, so I'm a widow and I would imagine that other widows struggle Mm. with moving on because of guilt and feeling guilt. Yeah. And, and, and feeling like, oh, I'm betraying them. Mm-hmm. I know my girls struggle with this and they're just like, I just, well, we just want him back and of we just want to make everything right. That's not going to happen. It's, it's done. Unfortunately. You know? And yeah. you can't bring him back. Um, and I almost, you know, I thought to myself, if, you know, I ever got remarried, you know, I, I think a lot about the girls being at the wedding and what could I say that wouldn't, you know, be like in their face about my new relationship. And, you know, the way that I view it is that when I had Kimberly Ann, she was the best thing since sliced bread, still is to this day, absolutely love her. I had Annalise after Kimmy. I didn't have Annalise to replace Kimmy. I didn't, you know, have Annalise and then Kimmy didn't exist, you know, and all of my kids, like I have eight children and I all, you know, I love them all. And just because I had more than one child doesn't mean that the older child doesn't matter anymore. It, you know, that's a gift that we bring in. And, and, you know, I've really prayed that the man that will take on me and will take on my eight children, he won't be taking on them because they have their own father. They will, that will always be their father. But I mean, you know, come into our family will be a gift to me, which will be a gift to them. And so I don't know, I feel like maybe... Somebody needed to hear that out, you know, out yeah. there that, that might be listening to this. Well, ex- again, you know, life transitions and, and 
going through other stages, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you, it's such a big transition. It feels entirely different and there's feelings and emotions and guilt can be, can be a part of that. And right. so you have to kind of work through it. So, so, that, so that was talking about writing apology. Writing apology. So then the last, the next couple. So number seven is learn from your mistake, which we've sort of talked about already. Number eight, this is hard because we beat each beat ourselves up so bad, but it's to be patient with yourself. Mm. You know, changes don't happen overnight, but we we can just like we give people second chances. Give yourself a second chance. Yes. You know, I felt guilt when I didn't have uh, my first marriage work out, and then you bring fear into the next stage because you go, oh my gosh, Mm. I made these mistakes. I worked too much. And that was part of the downfall of our marriage. And then what if that happens? I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't do that to yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to go, you know, I learned from that. I need to create better um, attention and energy and presence in my life where I'm not neglecting my relationships and it's okay, but I learned it. So now I can just do better, right? When you know better, you do better the next time. Um, Then... Number nine is don't try to change other people. I think this is important because the only thing that we can control is ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we know that if we can show up and us do and own and do something differently, that's, that's enough. That's good enough. It's not our job to go and change this person Mm -hmm. and that person, make them do this or that. That's up to them. Mm -hmm. You can bring something to their attention, but it's not your responsibility. You know, that, that, that is, that was huge for me after coming back from the the summit of greatness. That was something that Kyle Cease spoke on. And I really had a moment of just like letting go and realizing that, you know, the way that I've screwed up in my past I cannot make other people forgive me. I can't. I need to just, I can't make them do it. Mm-hmm. They have to be the ones that 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 does it. I cannot make them do it. And just letting go of that, knowing that I can't make somebody change. Oh, okay. Well, then what are you going to do? Right, That's a weight off, off your shoulders. You just got to move on and, you know, it... That conviction has to come from their heart, mm-hmm. from their their place. But you can change you. Yep. You could change your behavior and you can learn. Yep. And then the last thing is practice what you preach. So, you know, you learn something, you don't repeat the same mistakes. And so I love I love this because they're 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 simple things. And I think we we can all do at least a couple of those. Yes. Um, so Brene Brown was, was in an interview with, with Oprah Winfrey. And um, she was saying that you need to talk to yourself like you would talk to somebody you love. I mean, how many times do we tell ourselves things like, oh, you're fat and you're, and you're, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're so stupid and you can't get this right. And, oh, and you did this and you did that. You wouldn't talk to somebody you love that way. That's a very good thing to remember. You should, you know, love yourself Mm -hmm. first. For me, forgiveness is a very beautiful personal thing. I am a Christian. I asked for forgiveness. And because I'm a Christian, I believe that Jesus paid the price for my sins and that my sins are as far from the East as they are from the West. And because I am confident in that, I'm able 
to, to move on. And that is how I've been able to forgive myself for the stupid things that I've done is knowing that I can extend that, that forgiveness was extended to me. I love to extend that forgiveness to other people and therefore I can extend it to myself. Well, and, and you have to also remember that you are not who you were, right? We all can look back on a time that maybe we weren't so proud of, you know, whether that's all the way back to when you were a child, back to high school or college. And there's, there's things where you're like, oh gosh, I don't, I would see that today. And I, I'm not even recognize myself, you know, right? I'm fortunate, you know, <laughs> if, if you don't have times like that, oh. you know, I, you hear stories about people who have committed crimes, who have significantly hurt others and they have to live with that every day. And they have to, you know, work through that process, very extreme situations, but it doesn't mean that they have to stay the person who they were in the time when something like that happened. Beautiful things come from forgiveness. Really beautiful things. And, and, you know, that saying hurt people, hurt Mm. people, healed people, heal people, Mm. you know? (laughs) So if we can heal from our wounds and know that those (laughs) scars are still there to remind us, Hey, this thing happened, but I want to cry. I love that. Right. But you've, you gotta, it's a gift that you can give. It's so beautiful that you can give, you could do something with that. Mm -hmm. And, and it's one of the things I think is so important for us to remember is and it's and this is a time that I think it's so crucial and critical is we're we're poisoned with what they share with us on TV, right? There's just so much uh, politics and divisiveness and you know racism and all all these negative things that are getting thrown at us. It's it's almost like you have to fight to listen to podcasts or read a book or find somewhere where you could get something that isn't negative. Is we have the ability as people to be harmonious and to give the gift of humanity to one another, which is recognizing that humans err Mm. and we can be there for each other through those low moments because we too, Mm -hmm. at some point, we're in a place where we've experienced something where we have empathy, you know, for, for somebody going through something tough. And I think when we can remember that and be kind to one another for, and having, giving them grace, you know, just because they, they had a dark moment or a a challenging time, then that's what will uplift humanity. Yeah. I, you know, I think that that comes with maturity. Yeah, you're right. I know, I know when I was, when I was younger, um, I, I was horrible. I was just like, well, you know what? If you don't do this, oh, that's horrible. I, you know, and I'm not going to beat myself up for this. I have my dear friend um, from the fifth grade. Um, she and I were really good friends and I got hurt. My feelings were hurt um, one Christmas and um, my love language is gifts. And I was so excited to give her hers and she didn't, she didn't have anything for me. This was my, my girlfriend had so many wonderful, amazing, beautiful traits, but I focused on that one thing 
And and how many times do we do that ourselves? You focus on that one, one thing, thing that they're not doing or that they didn't do that that it, and they're not you're not looking at all of the great things that they have done and do do. And so um I decided that I was going to just cut her off. That was it. You know what? I can't even because this is what happened. She she gave she gave my friend a pair of jeans that I had on hold at a at this place that she worked in, and then she stuffed an envelope with the rest of the money that she thought would have equaled to my gift. <laughs> and so my girlfriend comes over with this bag. It's not even wrapped with the pants that I had on hold and an envelope full of money. I'm like, are you kidding me? Merry Christmas? What the heck? Whoa. So, but you know what? Today, that would have been a conversation. Today, that would have been a conversation. And unfortunately, what I missed out on was years with her, you know? And I, because I was so stupid and I was so foolish with my heart so black and hardened. Oh my goodness. And she passed away a couple of years ago with leukemia. I mean, I we reconciled. Um, and now I look at that time as like, you idiot. Like, but I was immature. But check this out. Jean Marie and listener going through the struggle because the struggle can feel real. It is real. Is that time is a gift. Amen. And if we recognize it as a gift, you don't want to, we don't have it to lose. And so when you forgive, you give yourself the gift of time that you could be doing things for yourself and giving the best version of yourself to the people around you. But you do have to start with you. And in your story that you just shared is that you're right. You can't get back that time. So don't waste your time on not having forgiveness to have the possibility of losing out on the best years of your own life or the best years that you might have with the people that you love around you, friends or family members, Mm -hmm. you know? Now, are there times when you you do have to move on from relationships? Yeah, you know, so, you know, maybe like a romantic one, you're not gonna be friends with all your exes or something like that, but... You know, there's there's certainly people, especially when they're close friends or family members, and and you see that happen, estranged family members that haven't talked to each other for years and years because of something that I think if they went back and looked at that something and they analyzed it, like you said, with maturity, mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't even think about it the same, but it's usually ego and pride that have you hold on to it in a way that don't let your guard down and you just, you, you leave it there because you can't put that to the side. And that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's so heavy. It, It really is, but it is heavy and that weight could be lifted. If you just forgive yourself, write down all the things that you are, that are great. Instead of focusing, like I was talking about Lolo, where it was like, I focused on the one thing that hurt my feelings and, and threw out all of the wonderful things, you know, and if you, if you are struggling with doing this yourself, ask somebody, what are good traits about yourself? Yeah. Write it down. Right. 
there's a couple of things that we want to share. You know, one, um, there's some some suggestions that we that we have, and we kind of talk through some of them. But I, I I do want to point to a book that changed my life, and I I feel like I recommend it all the time, like a broken record. But that's okay because I I want to give that gift over and over again. Um, it was the fastest book I ever read like physically flip the pages. Now, now I listen to them and I can get through all of them, but man, it's, it's hard to get through flipping pages sometimes. And I actually flipped every page of this book, but it's called the four agreements and it's by Don Miguel Ruiz. And he talks about four things. The first thing is to be impeccable with your word. The second thing is don't take anything personally. The third thing is don't make assumptions. And the fourth is to always do your best. Now, if you have those philosophies, you'll find that you you carry a lighter load on yourself. You know, once you've forgiven yourself and you can live with those philosophies, I think that you won't make the recurring act of not taking everything personally that, you know, a friend says to you or a family member says to you or a coworker says to you, because then you don't, that's how you get to a place of not forgiving people. It's like, don't, when people say things that are hurtful uh, or maybe don't come across right, it's usually not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them mm-hmm. where they are, what they're going through, what's on their heart. You don't, you don't take responsibility for that. And the sooner you do that, the quicker you can let that go. And then don't make assumptions. I love don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. Because, you know, where you lack data, as Brene Brown says... There's a story you make up yourself. And, and you know, I think we think that other people think about us more than they do. <laughs> you know, we, oh, they're thinking this about me and they think I'm horrible. And you make up these stories and you make up these assumptions that make you feel guilty and you not want to forgive yourself. Don't make assumptions. I love that. It's the hardest thing. And I, I think it's... I'll the, even go a step further and just assume that everybody has goodwill intentions. Right. Assume <laughs> that they have goodwill intentions. That's like the when you're driving on the freeway and there's a maniac driver that passes by you and you say, and you, you're like getting ready to cuss and just be a horrible, you know, say all kinds of horrible things. Des knows nothing about this. <laughs> Gosh darn it! Um, you you know then then you go okay. There's probably a pregnant woman in that car. Yeah, yeah. that's why. That's yeah. why they're driving yeah. like that. Yeah, that's yeah. why. And I you know go. I mean oh, you, you know, just I'm sure yeah. they didn't wake up this you know this morning and think hmm I am gonna cut that woman off. All right, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait. Um, and here's I love this because it sounds simple, but I'm like gosh yeah I'm not that good at that sometimes. Always do your best because your best doesn't look the same when you're not feeling well, when you're sick, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I'll use an example because it just happened the other day. I surprisingly got my wisdom teeth pulled out, (laughs) Uh, wasn't planning on it, you know, go to the dentist and uh, I thought I was just uh, getting a regular old kind of checkup. Plot twist. Plot twist. You know, well, I got to use your insurance and all that before the end of the year. And uh, it was 
d- dentist told me, you know, you should just go ahead and get your last two wisdom teeth pulled out. And I wasn't opposed to that. And, uh, but when I was told, Hey, do you want to do it today? I was like, like right now, like, like time. now, mm-hmm. uh, well, anyways, I wasn't emotionally prepared for that. And all that happened, but so needless to say, I had plans for everything that I was going to do for Gina Marie and I's business and, you know, all kinds of different things. Well, I wasn't at my best after mm-hmm. I got some teeth taken out of my mouth and right. I was kind of out for the count that day. And I was like, <laughs> all right, done. It, it, this is just what it is. I'm going to do what I can do. I'm going to do the best I can do today, but I know that's not going to be better than when I don't have my teeth taken mm-hmm. out and everything. Mm-hmm. And you just accept it. You know, I'm not going to beat myself up because I'm looking at my to-do list and I got two of the 15 things done. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'll get to it tomorrow and the next day and I'll move on. Do your best. You just do your best. Campus Family Vineyards is the perfect venue for your next business event. Million dollar ideas are inspired by great conversations and great conversations are inspired in beautiful atmospheres. This boutique vineyard has a beautiful atmosphere and it can accommodate a small board meeting or a 500-person team-building event. It's tucked away in Byron, California. That's convenient for any business located from San Francisco to Silicon Valley. It's a great getaway without going away. Go online and visit our site, camposfamilyvineyards.com, or call 925-308-7963 to book your business event today. So to summarize, what what are the things that our listener can do? They're dealing with unforgiveness. We talked about, you know, you got to work through it. And so one way it might be, it might be therapy. You need therapy. You might, yeah. and that's, if you do, that's, hey, that, get it. Oh, get therapy it. Gosh. is awesome. There are people who are, oh, oh no, my gosh. it means I failed in life. Oh my gosh. Honey, if you're, if you, what you're doing isn't working, you gotta, you know, yeah. go, go somewhere where you can get some, some professional help through, through the things that you're tackling. Um, this next thing meditation and focusing on the present. I, you know, I have to say this has been something only in the last couple of years I've dug into more and more because I kind of used to, used to look afar and gosh, what's with all this meditation business people are doing. And then I found as I learned more and more about it and just slowly Mm. started to apply some of the things I'm amazed at how much it, you know, a couple minutes a day can change you and just bring you back to the present. Yes. Because that's the whole intention of it. And there's now more than ever when our brains are everywhere all all of the time. All over the place. Oh my goodness. Constantly. We're just overstimulated, you know, with technology and everything else. So, you know, hey, if you, if you need to go to a yoga class Mm -hmm. to get your mind in the Mm -hmm. right place and centered, Mm -hmm. give yourself that 30 minutes or an hour, you'd be, I think impressed with, with how much you feel the energy to move forward and not look back at stuff. And I'll even add onto that prayer, give it, you know, if you, if you are a believer like me, or you want to be a believer, you know, giving that up to God, God, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, this is how I'm feeling and, you know, take this away from me. And uh, he always reminds me that I am wonderfully made and that his grace falls fresh on me every day. 
Oh, I just love that. Oh, that's awesome. And that's so that gives me peace. Surrender. I, I give, you know, I gave that up to him and he took care of it. Done. 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 Deal. And then positive affirmations and mantras. There's yes. something special about yes. writing it down, mm-hmm. saying it to yourself. We do a mantra before it. we start. Here we go. Yeah, Here we we, go. we say it because it gets us into mantras. the right into the right energy. It does. You know, it does. you you could have makes a, me feel good. Yeah, you could have be a, driving down the freeway on the way on the way to work and just be saying, "I got this. It's going to be a great day. I'm going to crush this." You know. I am abundance and just, and just enthusiastically, you know, claim that. Claim it. Yeah. Claim it. Claim it. You got to claim it. Say it Ooh. because you, you are the things that you say. Mm. You believe that, mm-hmm. you know, you believe that. And uh, yeah. That's what you will attract. That's right. You got to put that out there. And, and then, then journaling, right? Journal. You journal. got, you know, it's okay. Write journal, things down. Write your feelings down. Write your lessons down. Write, you know, the great things that you've done in your past. And, and you might be surprised. You might not be that bad of a person. Yeah, you might not be. So I was very excited for 2020 to uh, add to my objectives here, this new law of attraction journal, which uh, I can put a link to if you want to go and get one of these lovely things. And uh, I opened it up and there was a saying in here that I was really, it really struck me. And I feel like I would love to read this to myself every day. It says, keep your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your words. Keep your words positive because your words become your behavior. Keep your behavior positive because your behavior becomes your habits. Keep your habits positive because your habits become your values. And keep your values positive because your values become your destiny. And that was Gandhi who said that. Drop the mic. Whoa, Gandhi. Let's land it there. Let's land it there. That's amazing. Whoa. So speaking of gratitude. Yeah. Time to do our gratitude attitude. Gratitude. Can I go first? Please. Because I'm so excited. I'm so, 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 so thankful. My daughter Simone got engaged yesterday and it was beautiful and I'm so grateful that like all the sisters like rallied around her and you know just made it all happen and it was a beautiful day at a beautiful venue and his and I'm so excited for my outlaws (laughs) <laughs> His family is amazing. It's a real cool story. I actually, when I first moved to uh, Brentwood, uh, his mom was one of the first women I met here, and we were in a bunco group. And Simone and Landon were little kids together, just played and stuff. And then they kind of went in their own separate ways, and then came back after college. And bada boom, bada bing. Wow. Yeah, I'm so excited. And he's a December birthday boy, which was one of my missing birthstones. So I have eight kids that all have different birth months. I have a son in love with a different birth month. I have a granddaughter with a different birth month. And I have now a new son-in-law to come. Yeah, so the only availability is February. And we found out on Christmas that my daughter's going to have another baby. Oh! 
It's going to be a busy year this year. Oh, my so gosh. I'm so, I'm so grateful for all of this love and wonderful, oh, these wonderful people that I'm surrounded with. That's amazing. It's pretty awesome. Hello, 2020. Whoa, Let's 2020 do this vision. thing. Coming yes, in coming in Ow. hot. I love it. So my, you? my gratitude attitude is is really awesome because it is about a friend that I recently reconnected with. And I, fa- you know, I found that it brings me a lot of joy because I've been doing this a, a lot lately, reconnecting with, you know, girlfriends. And it kind of reminds me of how life happens, right? People, people move, people get new jobs, people are traveling, they're starting families, they all kinds of stuff. Right. But when you can reconnect, it's really special because you kind of can catch up and, and see, you know, all the things that you've learned and grown. Anyways, my friend, Andrea, hey, Andrea, hey. Um, she lives in... In, uh, Brentwood now too. Uh, she congratulations recently got married, and um, because she is in the neighborhood, it allows us to kind of connect more. And she's been getting back into working out, Love and it. it's given me an opportunity to, you know, give myself some accountability to have a, a partner to work out with. Sometimes, oh, don't let her fool you. She is <laughs> at the gym all the time. Yeah, but then now I feel even more, you know, like oh someone might be counting on me to be there with them. So I get even more excited. I do. I'm very uh, uh fanatic sounds yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a crazy person about the gym. And because it's fun, especially Zumba. Yes. Okay, I won't even go we there. We'll, we'll never stop this episode if I keep ta- if I even get into Zumba. Okay, <laughs> so um, and so anyhow, um, Andrea and I went on a walk the other day, two and a half hours later, oh. and it, and it was just great to be able to catch up, and um, you know, so uh, so I just want to say, folks out there, value the people that come full circle in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we go through through seasons and different things where there's there's a separation for different reasons, but um, it doesn't mean that people disappear. You know, people can rebirth themselves, and you're you're smarter and wiser, and you got even more to give than you did before. So. Uh, embrace those kinds yes. of relationships. So, with that, so, uh, concludes another episode of Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. So, please subscribe if you haven't already. Rate and review and share this episode yeah, with someone share that this episode. you know somebody that needs to forgive themselves. Share, share, share. Yep. Nothing more beautiful. Nothing more beautiful. Yes. So thank you again for listening to us. And remember, let your faith be greater than your fears. And you are your only limit. So take action today. Thanks for listening to To the the Bliss Beyond Beyond Fear Fear podcast. podcast.